Hello and welcome to another episode of Cranky Talk, a show for avgeeks and non-avgeeks alike. We continue to tackle everything happening in the aviation world in the time of COVID. Today, we're going to talk about COVID testing and how airlines and airports are using it to help people travel the world again, eventually. But before we get into that, I want to thank this week's Cranky Talk sponsor, Turbulence Forecast. Almost every flight experiences turbulence, but did you know you can find out exactly how bumpy your flight will be even before you get on the plane, Dave? I, again, I do know this now. This is great. But do you think <laughs> do you think they can uh, accurately forecast when political turbulence will end? Because I'm waiting oh, no. for that day. Oh, no. No, 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 no. I, I think turbulence forecast uh, would do well to stay out of that game. I mean, if they knew the answer... They could be rich pretty quick. <laughs> All right, fine. Well, look, visit turbulenceforecast.com to view turbulence maps for routes everywhere in the world. This free-to-use site provides access to the same maps pilots use, plus helpful explanations on how to interpret them for people like Dave who don't know. I know how to read a map. I'm sure I can, you know. You know fine. how to read a turbulence plot? No, thank you to the fine people at Turbulence Forecast Next for week, providing a great service. Next week on Cranky Talk, <laughs> Dave reads a turbulence plot. <laughs> Stay tuned for that one. That's going to be a winner. <sighs> anyway, TurbulenceForecast.com also offers a concierge forecast by email service from the founder of the website. Place your order before your flight and you'll receive a personalized forecast by email that details what turbulence to expect during your entire route. Be sure to join the mailing list at TurbulenceForecast.com. Flying is a somewhat confusing experience right now. Planes aren't full, service has been stripped down, and everyone's wearing a mask. It feels sort of like you're in this alternate universe. If you're tall, like me, it feels nice to spread out. Uh, but if you're a travel industry employee, also like me, it doesn't feel nice to have lighter pockets. Amen to that. What travel is out there today just isn't sustainable for the industry. It needs to be a lot more than what we're seeing. And people do want to travel, but they're afraid of getting COVID-19, as they should be if they look at the numbers. Now, we've already talked about the relative safety of flying when it comes to catching the disease, but even if you get over that hurdle, you still can't fly where you want. Don't tell me what I can't do. Alrighty, I won't, but the government will. The U.S. has such a high COVID case rate that almost nowhere in the world wants to let our citizens in for a visit. Those that do uh, often have, shall we say, pretty onerous restrictions. I think the best one here is uh, Cambodia. I think uh, they've got the most <laughs> they've got the yeah. most interesting COVID restriction. I mean, you got to give them credit, <laughs> like having to deposit two thousand dollars upon arrival, so they can just deduct all the expenses from you. I would love to see that though. Like when you leave, they're like, "Oh, you spent it all." What? Uh, I didn't do anything. <laughs> what do you mean? Nope, it's gone. Look, I I don't want to pay it, uh, but I give them points for creativity. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but other than countries near the U.S. that rely way too much on tourism from here, think like Mexico and Caribbean nations, uh, we, we aren't really welcome in, in too many places. And the airlines know this is a real problem for their business, so they're trying to find ways to circumvent the restrictions, and they're pinning their hopes on testing. Uh, this isn't just an international problem. I mean, uh, <laughs> we, we just talked about uh, the testing hoops you had to jump through to go to Hawaii. 
Oh, look at you with the pronunciation. Very good. Oh, well, it's in it's in, it's in the notes here. It's uh, I, I mandated. I like? mandated to say it that way. Oh my god, this is this is an outrage. But that is a perfect example because Hawaii wanted to keep COVID out, so they opted to require a 14-day quarantine for anyone who arrived. That was a non-starter. But now they've shifted to say if you get a negative test within 72 hours of travel, well, then you don't have to quarantine. Which, you know, I've heard is not actually very effective. Well, there is a lot of talk about that. And the problem is that there are a bunch of different kinds of tests and some are better than others. And, you know, they take different amounts of time to be done. It's a it's a mess. But the, the most common tests that are acceptable for travel are PCR or you may have heard them as RT PCR tests. And so those are the ones that are the most accurate, but they can take some time depending on what they are, and they can be really expensive. Uh, you may have also heard about tests for antibodies, but don't bother with that because that really isn't acceptable for travel purposes. The PCR tests are the ones where they stab your brain. Usually, yes, but there are saliva tests too. That's the one I did when I went to Hawaii. There's also a NAT test, N-A-A-T and of course, you have regular tests, which have to be sent off to a lab versus rapid tests, which don't. It's all very confusing. And frankly, uh, it doesn't really matter for our purposes today. <laughs> the, the key is just to make sure that you know the rules for wherever you're going. If governments are willing to put their eggs in the testing basket, then that can open up travel. And if people want to travel, this is the way they can do it sooner. Just take a look at New York, which is doing something similar. It also had a 14-day quarantine requirement for travelers, but that was only from hotspots with high positivity rates. And that was really confusing since only some states were hotspots while others weren't. And now there's just a standard process. I'm sure this is all going to be really, really simple and very well thought out. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> travelers now have to take a test within 72 hours of travel, like they do when they go to Hawaii. But then when they arrive in New York, they have to quarantine for three days. On the fourth day, they have to get another COVID test. When that comes back negative, they're free. Granted, this still means you're ruining four days of your trip, so it's not entirely helpful, but it's better than 14 days? Uh, or you could just fly to another state and drive across. <laughs> that is the problem with having a land border, isn't it? <laughs> I have no idea how they can police that for people who drive in, but uh, also not my problem. All right. So this is how it works for domestic travel, but what about international? You said they're doing testing programs there, too? Yeah, well, sort of. All right. Here we go again. Yeah, look, some places outside of North America have made it easy, but most of those places aren't really where you want to go. The eye is on the big prize. And all three U.S. airlines are trying to make that happen. Uh, this was a real missed opportunity for you to say that the eye is on the big pizza because you're talking about Italy, right? No. <laughs> Look, I, I, do, I know how much you love Italy, Dave. But actually, well, okay, so one airline is working on that. <laughs> I, I was talking about London, but heck, let's start with Italy. We'll make you happy, okay? Great. Delta convinced the governments in Italy and Georgia to run a test. So what will happen is Delta uh, will bring back its nonstop from Atlanta to Rome this month instead of waiting until April as it originally planned. And then it announced uh, just recently that it would do something similar with KLM flights uh, from Atlanta to Amsterdam. Uh, so 
they're going to basically look at this as a way to test for entry into the country um, to reduce quarantine rules. Great. I'm in. You don't even know what you have to do. Does not matter to me. Well, get ready to be poked and prodded. In the case of Rome, you have to take a PCR test within 72 hours of travel and get a negative result. Then you have to do a rapid test at the Atlanta airport before boarding. You'll take another rapid test when you arrive in Rome just for fun. And you'll have to take a third rapid test in Rome when you return. This all sounds very expensive. I mean, it is for whoever's paying for it, but at least during these tests, travelers aren't paying. All right, great. Then sign me up. Sure, but uh, what is your essential business in Italy? Uh, What's that? Well, the Italians aren't crazy. They still aren't going to let a flood of Americans in during a test like this. The rules for Americans remain the same. Only those traveling on essential business can go. They just don't have to quarantine on arrival. Oh, well, then yes. I have very important business meetings at several dining establishments in and around Rome. It's all very official. Nice try. And by the way, it's also the same for the Netherlands, but that one's a little bit different. What you actually do is you have to get a test before you go within five days of travel. But then those five days you have to spend isolating at home before you get on the plane. So you're kind of pre-quarantining, I guess, or something. But still, essential travel only. Okay, fine. <laughs> but you said uh, you said something about London. Can I do that? You sure can. But, well, it, it's still not that easy. The UK had a 14-day quarantine in place, so you could have gone anyway if you were fine sitting inside for two weeks. But that has now been slashed to five days. All you have to do is sit inside for five days, and then you can get a test, which you have to pay for. Once the results are in, you're free to go. Okay, but that's still basically a week wasted, so that's not very useful. No, it's really not. And it is true. I mean, by the time that you get there and quarantine and then get the test and then get the results you're you're pushing a week that's better than 14 days but for business travelers or even most leisure travelers it's still a non-starter that's why the airline's been pushing hard in this all-important business market to get something better how's that going well it depends on who you ask the uk just announced that it would now allow high value business travelers to enter without a quarantine because you know covid can tell if you're rich and will avoid you if so well that's pretty appalling It sure is. So who decides if you're high value? I have no idea, but it says something ranging from bringing big business to being a recently signed, uh, like, Premier League star or something. They, They have all these weird little cutouts that basically if you're rich and famous, then you can find your way in. All right. Well, you know. Tottenham Hotspur, if you're uh, if a representative is is listening, I'm I'm ready. Uh, <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, well, as mentioned previously, I uh, actually work in the travel industry, not the high stakes international soccer star industry, uh, and we are probably not very high value right now. So, do I have any other options? Well, not really, but you can pretend you do. United's getting ready to wrap up a four week testing program it ran on a few Newark to London flights. Uh, Everyone who was on one of those flights on the days they were testing had to make an appointment for a rapid test in the airport before boarding. Travelers didn't have to pay, and they'd have results in 30 minutes. Without that result, they couldn't board. And then they can pass the quarantine? Nope. That's why I said you can pretend. 
The goal here is really just to help prove that a testing program is safe. This is about convincing countries to open their borders with the right protocols in place and not just to rich people. The people who get tested now just get the inconvenience of having it done. That all sounds terrible. I, uh, I hope this isn't something that we have to do forever. It wouldn't surprise me if it stuck around for a while. At some point, the hope is that they'll figure out a testing regime that'll allow for safe international travel before a vaccine is widely available. Vaccines are coming quickly, but governments still will want to know whether someone is actively carrying the virus before allowing them in. And a vaccine isn't 100% effective, so that may just be the catalyst for opening borders as part of a multi-step process. Well, I can't wait to see what the future will bring. You and me both. Thanks for tuning in to Cranky Talk. We'll be back with more deep dives and helpful tips for these turbulent times. Before we finish up, I want to again thank this week's Cranky Talk sponsor, Turbulence Forecast. Almost every flight you take has turbulence, but wouldn't you like to know how much there will be and when it will happen? Check out TurbulenceForecast.com for worldwide turbulence maps, interpretations, and a concierge forecast by email service. You can receive a personalized turbulence forecast before your flight from the founder of the website. That's TurbulenceForecast.com. And if you'd like to be a sponsor, let us know. Email Dave directly at Dave at CrankyConcierge.com. If you have suggestions for what you'd like us to cover in a future show, let us know via email at info at CrankyConcierge.com. Or you can find us on Twitter or Facebook at Cranky Concierge. If you're looking for the top daily news stories, you can subscribe to Cranky Daily at CrankyDaily.com. <laughs>